please. Bomba Cloud, shoot the pan fire, man. And I'm back. It's Maestro. I'm back. Uh, just a quick reminder that we will be here today, 6 p.m. Eastern, for Mano a Mano. All right. I will be live with Kenny T at uh, 6 p.m. Eastern. And uh, just prior to that, going to go over some news, some stories that we probably won't be able to cover uh, in, in detail when uh, we go live at 6. And uh, some news that I think is pretty interesting. All right. First story I want to go over involves Derek Chisora, who had a big win this past Saturday at the O2 in London. All right. Derek Chisora defeated Kubrat Pulov. And according to Boxing Scene, all right, according to the great writers at Boxing Scene, uh, Tony Bellu wants Chisora to stay far away from Deontay Wilder. And I think that's a pretty interesting story because Deontay Wilder's got to be at the top of your list if uh, you're interested in seeing Derek Chisora continue along with his career, all right? As the story says, uh, this past Saturday night at the O2 Arena in London, heavyweight veteran Derek Chisora ended his three-fight losing streak with a 12-round split decision over Kubrat Pulev in a fireworks rematch. All right, let me know in the chat if you think, by the way, that Derek Chisora actually won that fight. All right, because I'm interested in kind of gauging what people thought about that fight, but I continue to the report. Around six years ago, it was Pulev who won a 12-round split decision over Chisora. Entering that fight, Chisora had lost a decision to Alexander Usyk and a pair of point verdicts to Joseph Parker after the fight. Chisora called for a fight with former WBC heavyweight champion Deontay Wilder. All right. Quote, I last won a fight three years ago. I'm happy today, but at the same time, I'm sad. I don't have many left in me, but what I do have, I will give my all to you guys. I don't have many left. So my next couple of fights, I'm on my way out, Chisora said. I don't want no easy fights. I want the hard fights. I told Eddie the other day, if he can get me the bronze bomber, I'll be happy. I want to fight everybody in my era, win or lose. I just want to fight, unquote. But Chisora's close friend, former Cruiserweight champion Tony Bellew, does not want Chisora to take such a dangerous risk in facing Wilder. 
widely regarded as one of the most dangerous punchers in the sport. Quote, that's the worrying thing about Chisora taking on Wilder, Bellew said. Quote, it's tough to see where he goes and which fights he wants. Quote, I'd rather see him just fight Pulev again than Wilder. Who wouldn't want to see that again? It's 1-1. I would pay to see that again. I'm not paying for Chisora versus Wilder. I don't want to see that. Quote, listen, I'm going to back him no matter what. But Deontay Wilder is one of the most ferocious punchers in the heavyweight division uh, has seen in a long, long time. Unquote. This is interesting to me for a number of reasons. One, if Derek Chisora is calling for the fight with Deontay Wilder, I mean, I'm thinking, call me crazy, but that he's calling for that fight because he thinks it's a winnable fight. And if you are going to take on Deontay Wilder, what better time than to take him on after coming off of a win when you're a little bit fresh, all right, when you don't have that ring rust, and when Wilder is coming off not one, but two brutal with a capital B stoppage losses to the Gypsy King Tyson Fury. We don't know where Wilder's at right now, right? And what we do know is he's been out of the ring for a very, very long time. So by the time he gets back into the ring, it will be a really long time since Wilder's last fought. If you are Derek Chisora, I mean, now's the time to get him. Now's the time to go for that. And, you know, it's interesting here that Tony Bellu is kind of raining on this, this idea, or pissing on this idea, I should say, raining on the parade, so to speak. Um, because, I mean, it is an opportunity for Derek Tezora to get a big win. Uh, Wilder is a big name. And with all due respect to Tony Bellu, I mean, I just don't see a Pulev fight kind of moving the dial, right? It was a good fight. There's no doubt about that. Um, But the idea here, if you're Derek Chisora, was to get back into the win column. I don't think Derek Chisora went into this fight looking to have a trilogy with Kubra Pulev. Uh, Call me crazy. Uh, but that's just not not the way I see it. That's not what I see. That's not how I see it. I don't think he went into this win looking for a trilogy fight with Pulev. And, and frankly, I actually thought Pulev actually did pretty well in that fight. I, I saw him landing the, the cleaner blows. I, I saw him landing more. I haven't looked at the punch stats. And I'm going to talk more about this in detail on Mano a Mano with Kenny T at 6 p.m. Eastern. So stay tuned for that. All right, stay tuned for that. Um, look, I, I'm I'm not I'm not gonna say that that it's not a good idea for him to take on uh, De- Deontay Wilder. I think that that's a, a very reasonable fight at this point of his career. All right, in more news. All right, and I know we've been up and down recently with all of the stories about Jake Paul. All right, well, it's gonna continue until this fight takes place here in New York City. Now, one guy who we haven't heard that much about, though, is Haseem Rahman Jr. All right. He's given a few interviews and uh, he's starting to, you know, make his case. And he says that Jake Paul made the worst mistake of his life in choosing him. 
All right. It's going to be interesting to see how this fight shakes out. But, you know, um, we'll, we'll see if that's true. Uh, Jake Paul, it's been reported that he, I mean, he said it himself that his brother was against his ma- matchup, his um, manager was against this matchup. Again, this is courtesy of Boxing Scene. Heavyweight contender Hasim Rahman Jr. has rejected claims that his sole motivation is money when it comes to facing Jake Paul, 5-0, and 4 KOs. Last week, Rahman Jr. officially replaced Tommy Fury as Paul's next opponent in the main event slot for Showtime pay-per-view on August 6th at Madison Square Garden in New York City. Rahman Jr., 12-1, 6 KOs, the son of former heavyweight champion Hasim Rahman, had a heated sparring session with Paul two years ago. Back in April, Rahman suffered the first loss of his career when he was stopped in the fifth round by James Morrison, the son of former heavyweight champion Tony or Tommy Morrison. Rahman is the first pro boxer that Paul has faced in the ring. He's annoyed over the ongoing chatter that he's simply arriving to co- collect a check Quote, y'all so stupid, he's barely paying me to begin with, so what the fuck? I ain't doing this for money. I'm getting the least amount any Jake Paul opponent has ever got. So what are y'all talking about he's paying me? Stop it, stop it. This whole fantasy land you little Jake trolls are living in, that shit is over with. War Rockman, we on some real, Rockman Jr. said. Quote, bunch of effing youtuber fans you're about to get something so crazy inshallah they look at my last fight they look at sparring they can look at whatever when this killer gets in there oh yeah it's going to get real that man made the worst mistake of his life choosing to fight me is he crazy you know what time it is i'm not getting paid good i'm not in this for money it's the least amount of money of any of his opponents ever got. It ain't about the money. It was never about that. This is for us, unquote. Look, again, I'm going to keep it 100. I like this fight. I'm going to the press conference for this fight tomorrow at Madison Square Garden. It kicks off around noon. I will be there. I'll try to get some interviews for the channel. I like the fight. I actually think it's a more competitive fight than Tommy Fury. Uh, I actually had thought that Tommy Fury really was being overrated going into the Jake Paul fight, uh, especially when you look at his level of opposition. So, look, I think that this is a good fight, uh, and and it should be a competitive fight. And without a doubt, it is a difficult fight for Jake Paul. Without a doubt, it's a difficult fight for Jake Paul. And, again, I'm actually looking forward to seeing this, all right? Ray Vargas, all right, he had a big win Saturday uh, live on Showtime. And it's been reported that, according to him, he would have much more to lose than to gain by fighting Brandon Figueroa. All right, this is courtesy of the great Keith Eidick over at Boxing Scene, all right, who's reporting here and saying that Brandon Figueroa acknowledged after his technical knockout of Carlos Castro on Saturday night that he wants to fight Ray Vargas next. The feeling, at least for now, isn't mutual. Vargas gave Figueroa credit for his performance against Castro, but he doesn't think facing Figueroa in his first featherweight title defense would make much bigger sense for him. 
The newly crowned WBC champion instead called for a 126-pound title unification fight against Leo Santa Cruz, who owns the WBA super title. Figueroa, 23-1 with one draw, 18 KOs, like Vargas, is a former WBC 122-pound champion. He dropped a competitive Castro, 27-2, 12 KOs in the third round and stopped him during the sixth round of the 12-round WBC featherweight elimination match that Showtime televised from the Alamo Dome. Phoenix's Castro was still on his feet, but he wasn't punching back when referee Rafael Ramos stepped between them to halt the action at 2-11 of the sixth round. The 25-year-old Figueroa of Velasco, Texas, made his debut as a full-fledged featherweight in Showtime's co-feature Saturday night. Mexico's Vargas, 36-0, 22 KOs, won the WBC 126-pound championship in the main event, in which he beat previously undefeated Filipino Mark McSayo, 26-1, 14 KOs by split decision. Vargas got off the canvas from a ninth-round knockdown and outpointed McSayo on two scorecards, 115-112, 115-112, and 113-114. Quote, I'm not underestimating anybody, Vargas said during his post-fight press conference. It's not that I don't want to fight Figueroa because he's proved today how capable he is. It's just the fact that I need to look up. I need to fight against fighters of the same caliber caliber that I have. It's not that Brandon Figueroa is not the same caliber caliber. I'm not saying that. It's just that with Brandon right now, I would have much more to lose than I would have to gain, unquote. Defeating Castro hasn't established Figueroa as the mandatory challenger for Vargas's title. Figueroa wasn't ranked at featherweight by the WBC entering his fight with Castro because he hasn't boxed at featherweight prior to Saturday night. Regardless, Vargas was Maxayo's mandatory challenger. Thus, he should have the flexibility to pursue a unification fight with Santa Cruz 38-2 and two with one draw, 19 KOs, or make an optional defense of his title when he returns to the ring. I got to keep it honest here, as always, of course. Uh, I like the fight with Santa Cruz. I'd also like the fight with Navarrete. Obviously, Navarrete fights on ESPN for top rank, so that might be a little bit more difficult to make. The only question I have is whether Santa Cruz is even still fighting at 126. He's got to be the longest reigning champion without a title defense. I believe it's been about three years since he's fought and defended his his uh, his title at, at, at 126. Don't forget, he went up to 130 to fight Tank Davis in that in that fight where he got brutally stopped. You know, going into this fight, based on what I saw Saturday, given his track record at 122, I'd have to favor um, Ray Vargas in that fight. I really would. I'd have to favor Ray Vargas over a 126-pound version of Leo Santa Cruz at the moment. But it'll be interesting to see whether that fight happens. And um, it'll be very interesting to see as well where Omar, uh, sorry, not Omar Figueroa. Omar Figueroa actually has a fight coming up as well against... um, against uh damn against um adrian broner right uh but uh, his his brother brandon figueroa you know just fought at 126 it's going to be interesting to see where he goes uh 
specifically because he's been fighting, um, you know, at 122 for so long. It really looked pretty unbeatable there for a while until he, of course, met Stephen Fulton Jr. So uh, to wrap things up, look, I'd like to see a fight between uh, Wilder and Chisora. London runs boxing. I agree with you 100%. I think that's a really good fight. I'm into it. Not quite sure why Tony Bellew isn't. Um, there was a time when Tony Bellew looked like he was ready to face the power-punching Wilder himself. And that was before Wilder was coming off of two knockout losses. So again, now's the time to take on Wilder. I think if you're Chisora, it's it's now or never. It absolutely is. So everybody, listen, I'm going to be back. All right, 6 p.m. Eastern right here on this channel. We'll be going live. All right, full HD, me and Kenny T for Mano a Mano. All right, stay tuned for that. And uh, I'll see you guys in a couple hours, not even, for Mano a Mano. You guys take care. I'll see you all later. Check it out, check it out, check it out, check it out.